Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fire Pit Podcast. I again am Brian, the host of the Fire Pit Podcast. Like usual, you can check me out on uh, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all that stuff. It's all listed as Seth Fires. Um, my Twitch account is www.twitch.tv slash sets, S-E-T-S, fire, F-I-R-E-S. And the Twitch, or sorry, Twitter is twitter.com slash Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, sets, S-E-T-S, fire, F-I-R-E. Okay, so today's episode, I had a little bit of a discussion with a friend of mine. I was trying to think of some good ideas, some kind of like discussion topics I can come up with for a podcast of what would get people excited or what would get people kind of talking, at least amongst themselves, and and and, and try to think of their own ideas for things that I'm going to be touching on as well. And uh, he gave me an idea of giving me um, some ideas to do some like top 10 lists or not so much top 10, but lists of things I've I enjoyed or things I like. Uh, I'm very much realizing now that this, well, I wanted this podcast to be kind of like an, an open deal where it could be about anything for anybody, but anything. And I realize now that it's basically going to turn into a podcast about video games. Um, not that I'm very much upset over that, but I wanted to branch out for a little bit, but for now, I'm going to stick with probably the video game deal and we'll go from there. Um, so today, what I have planned out is I am going to give you now this is in no specific order. It is, is in no um, my number one to number 10, but I'm going to give you my list of 10 of the uh, of my favorite games that I've ever played. Uh, again, it's not going to be like my number one game I've given you is the best of all time that I've played, but this is my idea, my general idea of the top 10 games I have played that have meant a lot to me, maybe just because of the time of when I played them or how I played them or who I played them with or what encountered me with them. Um, these are my top 10 games. And what I want to do, well, this is what I want to do. I want to strike conversation, right? This, this is my idea of a top 10 games. My idea is probably going to be different from everybody else's idea of their top 10 games that they've ever had. Uh, your top, but some of the games I'm, I'm hitting on here will probably hit for a few people, but not everybody. And you'll probably have some ideas that are better than the ones that I have that I haven't really thought of yet. Maybe it's because I forgot about them or that wasn't that influential to me. This is where I want the, the conversation to come. I want you guys to comment on these things. I want you guys to tell me what you think of your top 10 favorite games or what you thought about my top 10 favorite games. And we can discuss on it. You know, we can talk about what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, or if it just brings back good old memories. So here, here we go. I'm going to start out here. Hold on. I got to take a sip of my coffee. It's not coffee. It's a tea. All right. Okay. So... <clears throat> Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be jim jumping around from, from time frame here, uh, different areas, different game consoles. Um, again, this is no particular order from 1 to 10. It's just I'm throwing them out there. There's no order. These are top 10 of my favorite games I've ever played. One of the ones, one of the first ones I want to mention right here, it's going to be Prince of Persia 2. Prince of Persia 2, I something about that game, other than the rest of them, stood out more for me than the other ones. The first one was really good, The Sands of Time. This one's The uh, the Warrior Within, I think it was called. That game, it just, something about it 
wrapped me in so much i could not put it down i couldn't stop playing it i couldn't get enough of that game the game came out in 2014 it was developed by ubisoft it was made for xbox not xbox 360 just xbox playstation 2 gamecube and it was released on windows uh the the game itself it, it, it takes place after i think it was prince kai uh the, the pretty much after the ending of the first one he's kind of like this big gnarly badass warrior and there's a sorceress trick who's trying to get the um the 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 dagger time from him and he's just like not having any of that <coughs> excuse me uh he follows her to this like kingdom that she has and the kingdom is all destroyed and decrepit and fallen down and he realizes with the dagger that he has he can go back into time when the kingdom was not decrepit and broken and stuff like that and that's a really cool feature to have in the game because you have to use that to get to certain areas of the game so there's, there'll be an area of, of of a building that you need to get to and it's all destroyed and crumbled and you can't get to it you have to charge the the blade go back into time when it was back in its heyday and then the building will rebuild itself in front of you then you can climb up the wall then the time will go away and it destroys itself but you got up to the top and that little aspect of the game was so cool i loved everything about it you can also use it as a weapon too so if there's bad guys chasing after you and you realize the hallway you went through before was normally like crumbled down in the ground there's water below you but you're in the past so it's built up good you can run down that hallway they're coming after you press the button bam bye bye goes the 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 ground bye guys go in the ground die it's awesome it was so cool I loved everything about that game, and I put a lot of time into it. I really liked it. Uh, the character design it was really cool. They, they turned him from this little kind of teeny boy prince that wore, like, blue pu puffy pants and a little vest all the time to this, like, big, dark-haired, muscly-armed, war vest kind of badass-looking dude, and it was really badass. Uh, you could do a lot of time-shifting, too, in it. Not, not just going back in time and forward in time you could do a lot of slow motion times which helps you fight bad guys which is a very very key part of that and um that helped me helped you out a lot uh you did have to refill the blade though so you needed the sands of time to actually use the blade from it so you, there's these little pockets and these little basins of sands everywhere in the game all you had to do is go up to it you stab your knife into it refills your blade and you're good to go I remember that game was really tricky though there's a lot of puzzles that in that game that you you had to do something in the past in order for it to take effect in the future where you currently were in order for, like you can go and you can see a whole area you can see everything's destroyed and decrepit and 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 you realize that you need to move this there and another but you can't so you have to go in the past move it in its spot in the past and then go back to the future again and then there it is in the next spot again but broken and it allows you to go up and around I really like that idea that they did that. I really liked the thought process that they have behind that game. So that, because of that, what, that has been one of my favorite games of all time. Another game I have, which I think is going to hit on a lot of people's list, if you guys do have one, uh, is Resident Evil 2, the original Resident Evil 2. I'm loving the new one. I'm still playing it. I'm going to do a podcast on that later on once I do a full review of it. But I'm really loving the old one. It was my favorite. It came out in 1998. It was developed by Capcom. Uh, it was only for PlayStation. Uh, it was also on Nintendo 64, Windows, Dreamcast, and the GameCube. Uh, what what can you say about Resident Evil that people don't already know? Your base, your your character was Leon Kennedy or Claire Redfield. You start as one, and then you do a B side as the other, and then you can do vice versa later on. 
you're in Raccoon City, this, the, the, the place is full of zombies, it's a continuation of the first one we play is, is Jill and Chris Redfield when you're stuck inside the mansion, Claire's Chris's little sister, Leon's a new cop in town, and you're just going from there. Throughout all the game, you, you, you encounter all the different characters. You meet Birkin and uh, 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 Ada Wong and all, all the other characters that, that you... Well, there's not a whole heck of a lot. I mean, you get the gunkeeper who dies immediately. Then the dude in the, the prison cell who dies immediately. But Mr. X is in the game. I remember the most about this game was how horrifyingly terrifying it was. It was so scary for me. And the, the thing that this game has over the new game when it comes to the scare factor of it was the fixed cameras. I do like that they took that out and they took the tank controls out of the new one. Make it a little bit more playable, a little bit more enter, uh, comfortable for everybody to play. And I can appreciate that. But the scariest part about Resident Evil 2 is hearing the zombies down a hallway or in another room or in the same room as you but you not being able to see them because the camera is stuck as to where it is. Nothing was more terrifying than going into the basement right when you get to the dog kennels and all you hear is that of the dog footprints, but you don't know where they are. And you know, if you just go running down that hallway, he's going to jump at you, he's going to hit you, he's going to drive you nuts. Oh, it was terrifying. The dog scared the crap out of me. Mr. X scared the crap out of me. The liquor scared the crap out of me. Everything about that game was so scary, but so much fun. I loved hearing those zombie sounds that and you don't know where it's coming from. Or if you're looking down the end of a hallway and you can hear the zombie, and then slowly he comes creeping around the hallway at you. And then you think, okay, what do you do? Do you, do you take him out? Can you can you take him out? Do you have enough ammo for it? Do you just avoid him and run around him and take care of him later? Or if it's if he's slow enough, you don't even have to kill him at all, right? Just completely avoid him every time. But it was so much fun, and the story, how it twists at the end, and and once you finally get to meet Wesker, and you learn more about the stars and what's actually been going on, and it look at the franchise it brought, it, it sprouted. Like it, after the third one, which is very close on this list, Resident Evil Three, I really really like, but Resident Evil Two was was definitely the staple for me that's the one that locked me into that franchise i like resident evil 1 i wasn't crazy over it but resident evil 2 is the one that locked me into that franchise and made me a fan for life so that is on my list for sure another one i got on my list is gears of war 1 uh, i liked all the gears of wars so don't get me wrong but there's something about gears of war 1 itself that because it was a new take on something right the game came out in 2006 it was made by epic games it was released only for xbox 360 the windows and got re-released in the package of the the uh, ultimate edition for xbox one i'm talking about the original for the 360 i played the ever-living snot of the online version of that game i love the story i love following marcus and dominic and all the and all of them baird and coltrane and and kim all of them it was a great story it was a really cool twist on something you haven't seen for a third-person shooter. I like the roadie run where you could you could kind of hustle real fast and dive out of the way. That was a great little aspect of the game. The chainsaw gun was really fun. I don't know who doesn't like doing the chainsaw gun. And every point that you can in that game, and I literally mean every point, everybody would do their best to chainsaw somebody. Because you have a freaking chainsaw to have your gun. Why wouldn't you want to do that? That was so much fun. 
I loved it. I love the story of how Don, there's always, like your story is kind of like you're trying to figure out what's going on. You were in prison for, for betraying an order because you want to go save your dad. You still never really know what happened until much later in the series and you find out what actually did happen. And there's a side story of Dominic trying to find his wife. Long, far fetched that he's actually going to find her, but you don't know what happens until the third game. And it's really cool how there's always like these big stories going on. Um, I loved everything about Gears. The online, though, see, Gears is in this for me. The story was good. It was real fast. I got through as, as, as best I can. Playing that on Horde or Insane Mode, that, that's hardcore. That's that's ridiculous. Though. I, I couldn't even do it. It was super, super hard. And it was even harder to find, but it, it, it's fun. But the online of that game, that, that was one of the... Um, that was probably one of the very first online games that i dedicated hours into i played some pc games here and there i played some some halos here and there but even so comes back today but a game that i sat down i played religiously every single day for like a straight year plus was gears of war one i could not put that game down between me my wife my crew everybody that we had every night was a gears of war night and i loved it i could not put it down mansion was the best map that there ever was gridlock was fun i still remember one game i did i i was going it was in gridlock and then the boom shot behind the broken cars and right up top is the like right in the middle is that little kind of area where the sniper sits and everybody goes up there to go get it and i'm running up to get the boom shot and all you hear is everybody going hey i wonder where everybody is i shoot one rocket into the the sniper area Four kills and the round we won the game <laughs> everybody my team started going crazy that's where they were it was awesome i loved it and because i played the snot out of gears of war 2 and it's online and gears of war 3 and it's online in judgment i've been playing a lot of gears of war 4 lately the franchise is great the, the 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 game is great the online is exceptional so that because of the time and the hours i put into the online of that game and just how it hit me and it brought a lot of me my wife and a lot of my friends together because my wife's a gamer too and so have all of our cousins and friends and it brought us all together and and because of that i i have this on my list now another one i had and this is from a long time ago and this one's a little old but it's good uh near and dear to my heart it's metal gear solid one that should be on some people's list i'm assuming as well too came out in 1998 it was a konami computer entertainment game at the time now they're just called konami uh, it came over PlayStation 1 and Windows. Uh, everybody knows the story of Metal Gear Solid. I don't really think I should need to explain this. Like, everybody knows about Solid Snake and Meryl and uh, Revolver Ocelot, Otacon, Deep Throat, all the main characters that you're running around doing. The whole point of the game is Snake is a, a government agent sent to get somebody who's building this ultimate nuclear robot dinosaur looking like machine that's going to kill the world. And is ram by his brother like the little cell group that's that's bad is his brother liquid snake but you're also just the clone of another super soldier you're all just clones of super soldiers that's why there's solid snake liquid snake solid disc snake in the future all these other ones uh the, the game was was just amazing it was kind of a first of its kind too in playstation one they didn't really have a lot of voice acting for games so that was one of the first games that actually had full voice acting for every character and because it's konami they, it's there's a massive massive story built to this game um a lot of the the main bad guys you'd have to fight at least the most notable ones a lot of people remember is mantis 
Mantis was the tricky guy that was like the uh, the psychic guy. You fought him in a room and closed the doors, and he could predict everything you did. He predicted every shot you did. He predicted every grenade you're going to throw. He threw things at you, and he kept telling you you could read your mind. You could read your mind, and I don't. And that was the hardest thing for me to figure out what to do. And I can't believe it took me that long to do it because your controller was plugged into port number one. He could read everything that you could do. You had to take your controller out of port number one and put it into port two because he wasn't expecting the second player. And that's when it would throw him off. And that was how you're able to beat him. I still remember being so frustrated with that part of the game and not understanding why I couldn't beat him. But then you eventually do when you get through it. And then there's other other bad guys got to fight like revolver ocelots there. He gets his arm cut off which eventually gets the arm of liquid snake put on him and he becomes was a liquid ocelot or something like that and and it's 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 a cool character we also have to fight sniper wolf and raven and um i I like the fight with sniper wolf that was pretty cool the outside sniper battle it was it was pretty epic i liked it uh the game itself it, it it got remade for gamecube it came out with a title called the twin snakes and on gamecube it actually came out with a few other kind of like vr or uh tactical kind of um side games uh it got it got pretty good reviews on them but for me metal gears all one 1998 playstation one I still remember the the commercials when it's like the military guys going through all the training. He's got to rub his belly and pat his head at the same time and, and all, all, all those fun little drills that they put him through. It, it was great. I loved it. The game was amazing. I put a lot of time into it. And um, the, the best thing you could ever get in that game was the bandana, the unlimited ammo for the bandana, right? And then that, that's what everybody fought for. Then you play the game again, but then you get the ultimate stinger rockets. And that was the best. So uh, another game I got my list here. Uh, it's another oldie. But a goodie. Knights of the Old Republic 2. Uh, it came out in 2004. Obsidian Entertainment made it paired up with LucasArts. It got made for Xbox Windows. Um, basically, uh, if you haven't played that game before, it's an RPG third-person game. It, it takes place five years after the Knights of the Old Republic first game came out. You're played by a character called the Exile. I don't really have a name because it's like a gender platonic kind of name they're giving you because you could either be a male or a female and they don't want to put too much voice acting into whatever you're gonna be called so they just called you the exile basically all the time and what it was is your character was in uh she was a jedi or he was a jedi that was in the war and you, you fought under revan who ends up being one of the sith lords and and causes this catastrophic disaster to the force itself and once they figure out that you are on that side while being a Jedi, they basically cut you off from the force once Revan's forces were depleted. And now you're just kind of like a shell of a human because you have no more force ability. You have no more anything. You were a Jedi. Now you're just a person and, and you feel distraught in life. So you end up running to this old lady. Her name was Kriya. And she kind of, she, I'm pretty sure she was blind in the game. She, um, she, she talks to you about the force and she talks to you about how you can rekindle yourself with the force. If you prove yourself again, I know that there's always the age factor. If you're too old, you can't do it. But since you already connected with the force at one point, you should always be able to, <coughs> excuse me, you should always be able to get yourself back. You just have to find the right way to do it. So this whole game, uh, you're, you're trying to get back to the force and trying to get all that stuff back. There's uh, a Sith Lord. I can't forget. I remember his name, Tarana or Tarian. Um, he's he's trying to, to bring back this war that Revan failed at and, and try to do it all over again. And 
your job with the help of Kriya and a bunch of other dudes is to just kind of stop it. Basically you're, you're, they come to you with help and like, they say, we need you because we need more people. So you're like, screw it. You screwed me over. I don't want to help you, but eventually you do. Turns out, spoiler head, nobody's going to play this game, which you're not going to. It's too old anyways. Kriya was the one that was behind everything the entire time. She was one of the Sith Lords that was in hiding and nobody knew. And she was trying to rekindle you back to the Force so she could use you to be another Sith Lord as well. And just kind of mold you into the way she wanted you to do. But you never, your pure heart came through and you, you prevailed. Um, that game for me, it hits me in the in the heart just a little bit just because uh and this sounds dorky but i that was one of the first games i played when i moved out on my own a long time ago and i, I had no money i had no nothing so i picked up an old game for an old system a long time ago and i started playing it and since i had no cable i had nothing else that was the only sort of entertainment i had so i played the crap out of this game the story of the game was really fun the gameplay was real fun the thing i like the most about it is the more you played the game, the more things you did that was Jedi related, the stronger with the force you would get. So it's not like you did a mission and bam, you got some strong force powers. Um, if you found Jedi cloaks, it would get you some force power. You could find an older Jedi cloak that would have more force capability with it. That would make you stronger of a Jedi. You don't just pick up a lightsaber and start attacking people. You actually had to find all the different parts of the lightsaber first. Like the hilt, the handle, the crystal, the lens. Then you had to put it all together. But you had to unlock the ability to learn how to put it together. And what you did, you had to have a certain amount of force power within you to be able to actually even wield it. And different lightsabers were meant for different situations. So you could have a single-bladed lightsaber that was just for sword fighting. A double-bladed lightsaber if there's a lot of heavy guys you have to fight. Then there's like little tiny lightsabers that you could use. And you can equip two or three of them on you at a time. If somebody's shooting a blaster at you, you can use the little lightsaber and you can shoot the blaster bullets back at them, switch out to the other one, and then force jump to them and then start physically attacking with the sword. I really like that little aspect that they threw in the game. It was really fun. The first time I got my lightsaber and the first time that I was able to actually get into a fight with my lightsaber, it actually gave me chills. I, I made a female character. She was wearing a dark black cloak and she had a double lightsaber one on either end and it was orange i remember i got into a fight and i just dropped out my plane and there's like 15 droids in front of me and a couple uh, uh smugglers and they got their guns pointed at me and the girl just like go get him and i pull my lightsaber and i hit the button and both of the ends come on she does like a little twirl around i actually got chills because i love star wars i'm such a star wars nerd i love it. i'm getting planning getting a star wars tattoo in the next couple of weeks actually and and it was just amazing. So that game really hit hard for me. I played a lot of that game. That is one of my favorite games I've ever played. Another good one that I played, I actually named my my one of my children after the character in this game, is uh, Dead Space. Dead Space 1. The uh, 2 and 3 were really good. Don't get me wrong, but Dead Space 1 was a little bit different for me. That game came out in 2008. It was made by EA Redwood Shores. Came out for 360 PS3 and Windows you play as isaac clark and you have to fight the necromorphs basically you're on this like repair ship you get a distress beacon you go to it to see what's going on and the ship you go to is just wrecked nobody's left alive there's blood and guts everywhere nobody knows what's going on there's no visible life forms you can't detect any life forms the whole ship's broken into the hull's broken open into everywhere you go you're just floating in space so you have to upgrade your rig as often as you can the thing I like the most about this game, and it was the, the reason why I, I love this game so much, and the whole 
franchise is it, it actually took me a little bit to realize it. You have no on-screen hub. There's no bottom right corner shows you your gun and your ammo. Top left corner shows you a radar. None of that was there. Everything you needed to know about you was on your rig. So if you look carefully at it, you had a little dot dial thing on the back of your shoulder that showed you how many stasis shots that you had left in order for you to go in slow motion. The lights on your spine was your actual health bar. So the the lower it got, it would go from blue to green once you're halfway done and then red if you only had a bar left just to let you know that you were dying. If you want to check your ammo, you had to aim down the sights of your gun and then a little holographic will pop up telling you how many bullets you have left. If you got in the start menu and you're opening up your uh, inventory to see what weapons you had, ammo you had, health packs you had, it didn't pause the game. If bad guys were coming after you, they're still coming after you whether you had that open or not. I love that about that game. And that's what really hooked me in the fact that I, I forgot for most of that game that I was playing the game. I was experiencing that atmosphere with Isaac Clark. I was going through that ship and that's what I loved about it and the the whole story of it where he starts hearing things because it's markers which turning these people into these necromorphs. The necromorphs were friggin terrifying. The, remember the first time I ever killed one and it, he was on the ground and I, and I shot him with the plasma beam and I'm like okay that's cool. Scary as all hell because he came out of a, a vent. He's got those little pincher arms. And he came kept running at me i killed him i walked past him he gets up and he starts attacking me again so i started losing my mind i didn't know what to do i didn't realize you could stomp on them and start breaking their limbs off and that's one thing you have to you have to cut off all their limbs you can shoot that thing in the head a million times it'll still come after you the thing you have to do to kill those guys is shoot off their limbs didn't realize that i died a bunch of times at the beginning but that was a fun learning curve of the game after a while you get the stasis which allows you to uh basically be like telekinesis and you can use it to pick up objects that you'd have to do in the game anyways but what i learned to do is a, is a cool little trick because there's a lot of jump out in front of you necromorph moments is i would uh i'd kill a necromorph and his little pincher arm that he's got up front i would rip that off with the stasis and just hold on to it and then you walk around everywhere you got to go and whenever one of those little bastards would jump in front of you you let go of the stasis and it shoots it at him pinning him to the wall and he can't move so that alone is a big lifesaver in that game because it saves you from having to turn around, run away, which leads you to run into another one. If I got that first one out of the way, gives you a second to kind of assess the situation and see what's going on. Um, that game was absolutely amazing from beginning to end. The whole story of everything, of you and your captain and uh, your, your, the thing you're trying the most to do is get home to your, your wife or your girlfriend. I can't remember what her name was. And you met another girl along the process and the, you're, you want to destroy this marker, but you're not sure how or why, because it's kind of calling to you at the same time, too. And it, it, it's just cool how they, they threw this just a regular Joe Schmo mechanic like Isaac. He was not a soldier. He was not a military guy. He's just a mechanic that kind of got stuck in that situation. And uh, they turned him into a warrior. It was amazing. The, the second and third one was also very, very good. The, 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 the scariest thing I've ever done in any video game was in the second game of Dead Space. It wasn't scary, it was the most disturbing, I'd say. It was near the very end. You have to access a computer, but the only way to do it is to access like a nerve in your brain. So you had to sit there and as calmly as possible, guide a needle into the eyeball of Isaac Clark 
and you have to try and keep him calm by like jamming a button and keep it in a certain zone so he doesn't move his eye because if you do move his eye it rips his eye out and everything goes crazy that was so nerve-wracking doing that but i loved it and it was amazing uh, the next one i got here is mass effect 2 uh, made by Bioware, came out in 2010. The whole Mass Effect series, including Andromeda, and I'll talk about that in a different podcast, uh, was really good. But I liked the second the most. I don't know why. I just something about it stuck out. I love the characters. I love the story. I loved everything about it. The add-on characters, the downloadable characters, everybody was great. You play a shepherd. You could be Fem Shepherd. You could be the regular Shepherd. It came out for 360, PlayStation 3, and Windows. Uh, a lot of the main characters here that you, you had Miranda jacob jack eva you rode the normandy it was based based in the milky way galaxy uh you also had garris of course and talia one of my favorite characters in any video game was uh legion he was the geth guy the geth is a robot race that we created to kind of protect us at like usual what robots do is they turn on you and they decide to kill everybody so he was one that kind of grew his own consciousness and tried to help out like he was supposed to. And he actually wears bits and pieces of Shepard's armor. Remember when you play the very uh, the beginning of this game, Commander Shepard dies at the end of the first one and bits of his body is like scattered throughout space. They find a bit of his armor and they use his DNA and they rebuild him and clone him. And that's how you kind of come into us. But uh, Legion actually finds a bit of your armor too. And now he's running around wearing N7 armor on top of his plating that's been ripped off. And it was really cool. Um, the, the, one of the hardest things to do in this game, uh, at the end of every mass effect, you have all these characters. You have to always pick who you want to come with you and who you want to stay behind. And, uh, that kind of dictates who lives and who dies. It's very hard to get everybody to live because you have to pick the right person to do the right situation at the very end and i managed to get everybody to live on this one and i thought for sure gareth was gonna die and i would have broken my heart if he did but he didn't and he lived the voice acting was exceptional in this game the story was exceptional in this game uh the romancing thing was fun i totally messed it up because you can choose to romance or sleep with a character in the game or two but you just gotta be careful because you sleep with one and you go to after another, it's really going to piss him off. And I slept with Jack first because she's cool because she's got tattoos and a bald head and she's a badass character. And then I slept with Miranda and then Jack got mad at me. Then it was all big fun show. Whatever. The game was great. I loved it. I played a lot of hours with it. And again, it was an older game. So I back then I didn't have a lot to do. So I, I got to devote a lot more time to video games. So I love that one too. Another one here, obviously not a lot of people are going to debate on this one. It was The Last of Us. Uh, there's not much I really need to say about Last of Us. It came out in 2013. It was made by Naughty Dog. You know who you are. You're playing as Joel. And that obviously was uh, uh, Troy Barker doing the voice of Joel. Then you got uh, Nolan North that was in it. He played Dave, that creepy guy from the, um, the restaurant that tries to eat everybody. And uh, the one that really confused everybody else was uh, Ellie. Ellie looks like Ellen Page. And everybody thought it was Ellen Page. And the voice sounded similar to ellen page but it wasn't it was an actress called ashley johnson she got a lot of heat for it and she's in the next one too so that's good um but you yeah you, you play is, is joel who basically at the beginning of the game when the outbreak uh started you lost your daughter because a military dude shot and killed her on accident and you've there's a big time gap in between that part to when the game starts when you're an older joel with ellie and 
and you kind of adopt her in as your own daughter and you basically what is it there's like this fungal infection in the world it's a real disease look it up uh when you play the game it actually gives you a little synopsis as to what it is it's a fungal tumorous disease that attaches to the brain stem and it makes fungus and tumors grow on your brain so much that it cracks through your skull but the fungus itself is feeding the body so it keeps the host alive so it can still grow it's only existing in rodents in on the, our planet right now and it looks like there's no chance of it going out anywhere else but you never know but that's where this game comes in place they're not zombies people thought you're fighting zombies in this game but you're not you're fighting some kind of disease where if you get bit the the fungus inside the bloodstream goes in your bloodstream then you become in that's it ellie's character is the one that's immune she got bit and she hasn't turned so they want to use her the fireflies want to use her to uh to basically find a cure so your job is to get her to the fireflies to get that cure going and you kind of don't want to give her up near them because it's more of a father-daughter relationship than it is kind of like a delivery package i don't really need to say anything more about last night that, that was it the game was amazing i mean one i uh, over 200 game of the year wars i think it won like it it cleaned house it is the most rewarded game of all time i'm pretty sure most nominated game of all time for everything you can think of the second one's coming out later this year it's going to be fantastic and i can't wait all right, two more left on my list here. Uh, Final Fantasy X. That game, uh, again, I have another podcast come out later. It's going to be my favorite game series. So multiple game series. So Final Fantasy is going to be on there. So we'll Mass Effect and Gears of War. Um, but right now, of all the Final Fantasy X was my favorite. And uh, I, for me, it was because it was the first Final Fantasy that had speaking in it. And the characters were so cool. Like, Orin was badass. Titus was a whiny little bitch, but Orin was so badass. Waka was badass. Lulu was totally cool. Jekt was awesome. I love the whole story of it, how they're a ghost from a past, and they brought you back and rematerialized you into their world because they need something different to finally kill sin sin will always regrow because it's always a living cell that that regrows it right the soul of a living person regrows sin and kills everybody again so they finally had the idea to bring a dead person back to regrow sin so they can't do it he has no life to continue on that's where inject came in uh everything about it was great it was it was one of the last games at least for for final fantasy that was a turn-based game where it's you you pick your turns one two and three and you can do attack this turn then magic next turn use an item that was one of the last games like that and or at least if you're just standing because i know when you got to 11 it was on the online one and then 12 was uh really good also turn-based but it was more you can avoid a fight if you want to on your own and it, it didn't break anything down like that the story of 10 is what got me the most i i fell in love with every character i fell in love with the love between titus and yuna and how you they would do everything that they could to keep her alive i loved it and i thought it was great Final Fantasy is definitely one of my favorite video games I've ever played. If, if on this list, if I had a number one, Final Fantasy would probably definitely be a hard contender to be number one. Just because I put so many hours in that game, I was so stuck into the characters, fighting Seymour and figuring out that uh, he was dead too. And then it just everything about it was amazing. Finding all the summons, getting Yojimbo, getting uh, Anima, like all of it was so good um that's definitely on my list and it should be on a few of your lists too one of the okay so last one i gotta talk of here again there's no worries just the one that i put down the bottom of the list here um of all the halo games halo 2 stuck out the most for me that's when the story kind of really took off 
you, you figured out everything in the gist form of what would happen in the first Halo, and this one you kind of dug a little bit deeper for you. Uh, the game came out in 2004, it was available on Xbox and then on Windows. It plays Master Chief, and that was when they introduced the Arbiter, who was voiced by David Keith. Uh, the Arbiter is basically like a champion of the elites that has been disgraced, usually sentenced to die because he didn't complete his mission. But the prophets will pick him to kind of be like their 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 bag boy, their messenger boy, their killing boy. And that's what they picked him to, is to go kill Master Chief. That's your only mission now. You don't have a squad anymore. You're not leader of the Covenants. You're not leader of the Elites. Your job now is just to find Master Chief and kill him. But he did his own digging because he wanted to figure out what's going on. He realizes that the uh, the the Prophet of Regret, who's kind of like the main one, there's a, there's Regret, Truth, and um, Mercy, the, the three Prophets. They're those really old buggers floating on those little things that run the Covenant. They've had the, kind of like the secret agenda to to be able to control everything on their own. They called it the uh, the journey. What was it called? Yeah, the great journey to to find the uh, the for, the front forerunners on the Halo rings to activate all of them, which will propel their species forward. But what it actually is going to do is destroy all of life and existence on the planets and all across the galaxy. So um, they end up teaming up. There's a, a group of people called the Brutes, like these big yeti mammoth kind of snarly beastie creature dudes that the uh the uh the prophets enlisted when the elites failed their mission to kill master chief and once regret dies basically their their whole job was to protect regret and once they let him die they said well if he's dead then why don't we take care of it so they end up becoming their own thing there's a, a bad guy called tataris and he's this massive group with this massive hammer and uh, you're, you basically end up having to team up the Arbiter and Chief together to get this guy. Otherwise, everything's going to go all haywire. Halo 2, again, another reason why I liked Halo the most is because I played the online so, so much. Halo 2 and Halo 3, I played more online with those games than any other game I've ever played. But that that is what brought me into the franchise. Halo 1 was great. But that's when I started really liking games a lot more is when I started playing the multiplayer games. And that's the one that hooked me in. So that that's on my list no matter what. So a quick recap here. I want everybody to, to comment if you can. Go to my Twitter page, www.twitter.com slash Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, sets, S-E-T-S, fire, F-I-R-E. And, uh, and tell me what you think. Uh, my list here again, Prince of Persia 2. Resident Evil 2, Gears of War 1, Metal Gear Solid 1, Knights of the Old Republic 2, Dead Space, Mass Effect 2, Last of Us, Final Fantasy 10, and Halo 2. I'm a sequel kind of guy, I guess. Uh, those, All those games really hit home for me. You tell me what you thought your favorite games were. I, I want to hear, I like hearing what other people's opinions were and why they came to it or why you think my opinion is wrong or why I should have had other games in there. There very well may be some that I've missed, but I want to hear it from you guys. So go there at me uh, on Twitter and, and talk to me or join into one of my, uh, my streams when I, when I'm playing on Twitch, that's www.twitch.tv slash S E T S F I R E S. And we can talk from there. That's what I want to hear. Uh, going forward, though, like I said, I will have some more podcasts coming out. I'm going to have uh, a, a list of my favorite video game series. I also have a list of my favorite retro games that I played, like on the Sega or Super Nintendo. And uh, another list coming up soon for more anticipated games. But that's all I got for today, guys. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. 
I really want to hear from you. So please tell me what you guys think about everything. All right. I talk to you guys later. Have a good day.